0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirstie.
1: And I'm Kelsey. It's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people who've decided video conference is a good idea tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, I can't look at you for a second. We've been recording this show for what? Like 4 years now? Something like that. And other than the times when we've recorded together, we've literally never looked at mm-hmm. each other.
1: Yeah, it's really startling. Yeah. Unnerving. <laughs> um I have
0: 3 monitors and my laptop is in front of those 3 monitors on top of a shoebox. I kind of feel like I'm, like, driving a spaceship, except you're here, too, somehow.
1: <laughs> it's like your air traffic control. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, Which is very unlike the thing we've come to talk to you about today. Yes. Yes. I
1: can't wait to find out what that thing is.
0: <laughs> I thought it was implied what it was going to be, but I realized that's just because I've been Googling and you haven't. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you Googled. <laughs> um, okay, so we rather spontaneously made a life choice to watch a Discovery reality show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking rather pointedly at Kelsey now, this okay, because this was actually her fall. Okay, because it was part of a broader theme. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then let's take it back yep. to, like, January. Um, yeah. Which I know may be hard to remember a time such as January. Mm-hmm. Um, but I low-key decided that I was, like, a suburban homesteader. <laughs> so that's my whole deal now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm about. So I, like, started making soap and started making my own yogurt and... I own a
1: bunch of cultures for various fermented milk products. The amount of time we've talked about milk and dairy products on Slack probably requires its own channel at this point. (laughs) I use a lot of dairy (laughs) products
0: now. Yeah. Um, I've made some very basic cheeses. I mean, they technically count as cheeses. I wouldn't call them cheeses, but,
1: Mm.
0: Mm. you know, I made some feta. I made some paneer. Mm-hmm. Made some ricotta.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Made some buttermilk. Yep. I'm making butter this weekend, by the way. Oh, you are? Yeah. I, exciting. A couple weeks ago, I bought heavy cream to make butter, and then I got lazy and didn't do it. Mm. In fairness, some stuff happened.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine what that um, may be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, things got in the way. Um, yeah. But, no, I got more heavy cream so I can make butter for real this time. hmm um, I, don't, I do some other weird shit, don't I? I don't know. You're sewing? Oh, yeah, I'm sewing now. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I was already a knitter. I feel like I was primed for this because I was already a knitter.
1: Well, you've been composting. You yeah, we compost. have been planting Oh, yeah, garden. I'm starting a garden
0: this year. hmm mm-hmm. We have solar panels on our house. Yep. Yeah. So... My husband is like dead set on getting a geothermal heat pump which is like not gonna happen because we live on less than a quarter mm-hmm. acre in the abutting three lots <laughs> Like where the fuck are you gonna put a drill truck? Right um, but anyway so we're
1: just you know out there mm-hmm. homesteading or or what you would call. Homesteading as a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> what somebody who is
0: lazy and has a lot of access to modern conveniences would mm-hmm. think of as homesteading, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is to say, occasionally making things myself instead of buying them. Yeah, but only occasionally. Right. Yeah, and more for funsies than anything. And, else. Yeah, really, just for shits and giggles, just for like the sake of my personal brand. Right. And also because there's oddly enough a lot of comedy in being a weirdo who makes their own dish soap, especially at this point in time. Yes, in this point of time, I picked a great time to get into soaping. Um, I'm making dish soap, liquid dish soap tomorrow.
1: Ooh, fancy! Yeah,
0: it'll, it'll be my first time trying hot process. By the mm. time this episode comes out, we'll all know how that turned out. <laughs>
1: How exciting. How exciting. <laughs> Do like a Twitter update. I have to say, whenever you talk about your soap making, I always think of Jan's candle making. <laughs> so She's like, I'm a candle maker, but you don't hear me bragging about it. <laughs> so we have
0: this weird little like pantry in our basement that we call the cave. And it's where we keep, yeah. like, our bulk products. Kelsey knows the cape. I'm just saying this to you, the listener. The thing yes. that's weird about having you on video is that I have it in my brain most of the time that I'm talking to the listener. But now mm. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Um, so it's harder to suspend my disbelief that all of the listeners are in the room with us.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: You're just shattering the illusion for me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we have... This pantry and it's also where I cure my soaps. And a few times a week when I'm doing laundry, I go in there and I check on my soaps.
1: Mm-hmm. Thrilling.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I had like I made a shaving soap and I wasn't sure that it was gonna set up because it took a really long time. But it turns out that I was working with a different kind of additives. Like it's hoping, Oh boy. You know, like I put silk in the soap. <laughs> And no one told Mm. me that it makes it, that, like, certain additives take longer to harden.
1: Mm. Good news. The
0: soap has hardened. Um, Good news. It needed a longer (laughs) cure time. (laughs) The things we learned. The things we've learned. Um, But anyway, every time I go into that tiny little room and touch my soaps (laughs) to see if they've hardened, I do think of Jan smelling the candle. (laughs) (laughs) Jen Jen was the original Etsy seller It's so true (laughs) So trend forward What an inspiration Mm. So um, That brings us to this moment Yep When we decided to watch Reality TV
1: (laughs) About homesteading Yeah See, we had a few too many episodes in a row <laughs> about us talking about how much we love things. Yes. yes. <laughs> and there's more of that, I think, to come in the there future. There is. Yeah. So we needed to squeeze in a good old disaster. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is, this is,
0: this I would say is an old school hate watch, except I hate it more. I, hmm. I hated this a lot.
1: You hated this more than I hated I, this. Yeah. I, I was, like, neutral on it, and you were like, no. <laughs> no, this is very bad. I think... So I think
0: we're going to spend a lot of time talking about reality TV. And I think <laughs> this show...
1: <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> the thing we're here to discuss today <laughs> is television. <laughs> and
0: I think that... I, like, at some point, I'm going to have to articulate a thing that I don't like about a certain, like, I want to say era, but I don't think that's the right word, but, like, a certain evolution, I guess, of -hmm. reality TV Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that I think just, like, kind of makes me hate television in general. Like, I think it gets to why... I have trouble watching content sometimes. This is big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll have
1: to explore. Okay. It'll be a okay. journey. We're
0: going to oh go boy. on this journey together. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, much like the Rainey family had to journey from their homestead. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really good visual comedy happening that you guys are missing because this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um it had to go to they had to go to Montana yep. for the pilot episode,
1: which is the only episode that we watched. The show that we watched is Homestead Rescue. <laughs> yeah. On Discovery Channel. On The Discovery Channel. There's a quite a few seasons of this show too. At least six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I see it on on the guide all the time, and I obviously wouldn't have landed on it, but that's how I found it. Was so I was like, "Oh, we were talking about a homesteading episode, and mm-hmm. then here's this." So we were it seems supposed like to an watch emergency a different show, which we'll get to in the future. Okay, so it's okay. All right, it was pioneer related. Oh, maybe by then I'll have better homesteading skills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that one's a different subset of reality TV, so that might just be. An extension of the same episode over again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time. So, uh, why don't you take us there? Okay, so Homestead Rescue is about this family. Um, They are like, the format is basically your bar rescue, your whatever the fuck rescue, um, but homesteaders. And so there's this family... If you, if you think of John Taffer, except you split him in three now. So you've got your main John Taffer, and then you've got Lil' John and Lil' Taffer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, um, the patriarch of the family, he has a name. I don't remember what it is. Doesn't matter. Marty. Uh-uh. Marty. Thank you. I'm doing the Google. He, he was the one who's like, he... Narrates the intro, and he tells you their story. (laughs) And he's like, I've been a homesteader all my life, and I raised my kids to be homesteaders. So he brings his daughter and his son, and his daughter's specialties are, like, general homesteading. It's like animal husbandry and gardening.
0: And also, she can do things.
1: Yeah. And then the son is, like, specifically into hunting. Yes. And... So they all three combine their skills and help homesteaders who need assistance finding the value in their homestead and making it livable. Yes. And the end of the (laughs) intro sequence (laughs) is my favorite part because Marty uh, has his VO and he's like, you want to see my resume? I'll show you my resume. And he holds up his hand, his (laughs) weather-beaten, cracked hand. His hand literally looks
0: like the heel of a nasty-ass foot. Yeah. It's like all big, big calluses, (laughs) and they're all cracked and yellow. Yeah. And that's how you know he's legit. Yeah. And the whole time, I was like, they literally have a brand of lotion marketed to you, specifically. Yes. Like, has anyone ever seen O'Keefe's working hands like that? <laughs> Hello, we could avoid this.
1: <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by O'Keefe's working hands, but it, but kind it could of be. Is. It could be
0: <laughs> if it, if O'Keefe's working hands wanted it to be. It could uh-huh. be. Yes. Yeah. We both love that. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. Yep.
1: Anyway, so here, see who are the people who they? visit in this episode
0: um so we watched the pilot episode and in this episode they go find a couple who live somewhere in montana
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this couple is from pennsylvania and in pennsylvania they had goats mm-hmm. and they pickled like they canned mm-hmm. their vegetables from their like Yard garden, yeah. Um, and they were very proud of themselves because they canned like what they they threw around a number like thirty thousand or something. Oh, I didn't catch they, that. They canned a lot of pounds. Okay, of produce was the point, point. and yeah. so they got to some stage in life. I don't know, maybe their kids moved away or some shit, and they were like, "Well, we have goats, and we can food." So let's sell all of our worldly possessions and buy a homestead in Montana and live completely off the grid. Yeah. Which, for what it's worth, would be, like, me being like, well, I live on a quarter acre and I've helped take care of chickens before and I know how to make soap, so how about if I move off the grid in Montana? <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it's not like you coming to me with a Zillow listing that's like, here's this cute little cottage on a few acres of land. Sure. It would be like you coming to me with a Zillow listing that's this haunted, abandoned <laughs> village. Yes. On a mountainside. So they literally bought some old ass camp. Yeah.
0: In where the hell Montana and it doesn't appear that they did any kind of research on what makes a property livable
1: Mm-mm.
0: or um, what to look for in a homestead.
1: Like I, Or a home, frankly. Or like. a home.
0: <laughs> I would really like for them to have done some more interrogation of how they came to the decision yeah. of, like, where in Montana. And, like, like to me it feels like they went on Zillow and they were like, oh, this one's in our budget. What a good deal.
1: This show really lacks that element that a lot of the rescue shows have, Mm -hmm. which is, like, the sit-down of, like, the host and the people Mm -hmm. talking about the backstory and trying to do some, like, light therapy. Yep. And being like, but what is really, like, driving this conflict between you and nature (laughs) or whatever you know what i mean like he, he doesn't do that he just like kind of points and he's like there's no water there's no water <laughs> no he saves, no it, for... All. <laughs> he saves <laughs> it for crying it out
0: in the greenhouse you're right
1: you're right he does cry in the greenhouse
0: <laughs> they all cry in the greenhouse it's fine um yeah. So they move out to this place in Montana that's essentially like a series of vacated camps. It mm-hmm. was like five trailers or cabins or something. They're like cabins loosely. And it turns out that the site doesn't have any water. Right. And it doesn't have sunlight. Mhm. And there was something wrong with the house, I feel like, but I can't remember what it was.
1: Well, the houses are all kind of, like, falling apart, and they've got nasty old ratty furniture in them, including the one that they're living in, but they have a mountain lion, and that's the problem.
0: Mm, that's right. They have mountain lions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, like, 40-some-odd miles or, like, a lot of miles away from the nearest town. Yep. So the husband drives to town every day to buy 20 gallons of water Yeah, and food. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're living on their homestead. Yeah. Is he does that every single day. Yeah. Um. So at that point, they'd only been out there for like a couple months, right? Something like that, yeah. And then the Rainey family shows up on the scene. And in ten days, which I actually didn't realize from the uh, table setting of the show itself. I only learned it from Googling. Mm. Um, they are going to make the entire homestead livable and teach the couple all of the skills that they need to live successfully off the grid. Mm -hmm. And they make it sound like the be-all end-all is for the homestead to be fully self-reliant. Yeah.
1: Which feels a lot to me like... Like Like on Property Brothers and they say they're going to do the whole house and they do like
0: four rooms. And they do one, yeah, like the two rooms that they feature... Or, like, in Love It and List list It, when Mm What's-Her-Face renovates mm -hmm. two rooms, Mm -hmm. and they're like, this is going to be so good for your property value. It's like, the point wasn't actually the property value, was it? No. Mm -hmm. It was just to Mm -hmm. feature Hillary doing whatever the fuck she wanted to this weird-ass old house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hillary abusing
0: (laughs) What's-His-Face. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just about their weird bet. (laughs) Mm. Um... So as Kelsey mentioned the dad um the dad is like he like knows all the homesteading. Yeah. And I'm using this opportunity to send Kelsey one of the many gifts that I've been saving oh, no. in my arsenal. Oh Sorry. no. <laughs> <laughs> um so he oh, like knows all about homesteading, and he. Why b- is
1: his shirt so unbuttoned? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask for that. No, you'll see. Um, so <laughs> oh my! He knows
0: all about homesteading because he. He. I don't know that he ever says he's from Alaska, but his homestead is in Alaska. Yeah. Um, and you know that he's a backwoods dude from Alaska because he says shit like, "We have a saying in Alaska: champagne taste on a beer budget." <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> that was a delight. <laughs> that sentence started, and I was like, "Oh, whatever the fuck you're about to say, definitely didn't like come from Alaska."
1: Yeah. It was a big payoff, really.
0: That and like of all the lines. Yep. Um. So then there's the daughter who does gardening and carpentry and animal husbandry, and then there's the son who does hunting and spends all of his time running around talking about the, um, like, responsibility that you need to feel. Yeah. When you kill animals.
1: Yeah. He doesn't think you should eat meat unless you kill it yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very noble. Which is a perspective. Mm. So they each like take a task and the daughter is dealing with the woman who lives there and her goats, which is a whole thing. Because her goats are living off property, and she wants them on property. But she wants them to have a, like, goat mansion. (laughs) And the girl just keeps being like, okay, but we have to use the things we have and just get it done. Yeah. So it doesn't look good. So there's some butting heads there. So this was one of
0: my favorite conflicts in the episode, because the whole time... The other subplot is that there's this fucking mountain lion, yeah, running around, and that it's like mortal danger because this mountain right. lion's gonna kill them all. Right. And meanwhile, the daughter keeps like making jokes about how stupid this woman is for wanting like a nice place to put her goats. And mm-hmm. then when it's all said and done, they build this like, <laughs> um, this like run for the goats mm-hmm. out of like pallets and chicken wire. And I mm-hmm. was like, if they... They don't seem to do updates at the end of, like, the couple, you know, a year from they now. They did or, one.
1: Oh, did they? But it was, like, an iPhone video type situation. I also thought it was only, like, a week later. <laughs> like... I it wasn't that long. Yeah. It yeah. was, like, a
0: few weeks or something. Um, and I was like, six from, six months from now, there's going to be a goat murder.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: mountain lion is sure as fuck getting into that goat enclosure.
1: <laughs> there's been a murder. <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's a whole thing. Um, and the other big thing that you were talking about earlier is that there is no sun, so there's no place to put a garden. Yes. And the woman's like, okay, this hilly spot under trees <laughs> um, that gets literally no light is where I want my garden. And the girl is to be like, okay, No. Your garden can't be here if you want to eat from your garden. <laughs> so her and her dad come up with this idea somewhere on the property to put in a geothermal greenhouse, mm-hmm. which is an undertaking that requires Papa, what's his name? I, I don't know why. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. How going to call it Papa Smith? <laughs> I don't know. It was not. <laughs> oh, no. It's the truly is kicking in. <laughs>
0: Actually, that's the perfect
1: time. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want more of it. No, no.
0: No. It's a picture of the whole family with one of their homesteading couples. And no. uh, Papa Smurf is shirtless and wearing a no. white cowboy
1: hat. <laughs> no. Oh, thank you. Oh, there you go. No, Enjoy thank you. that. Wow. Uh. Okay. So Papa Smurf. <laughs> Papa Smurf <laughs> needs to spend like half the episode now, like explaining to you what geothermal greenhouses are and how they work. Yep. And then also finding stone to repurpose in the greenhouse and getting an excavator to bring in. It's like a whole thing. Yep. But he's really on his high horse about that. Uh, for like the rest of the episode, that's all he cares about. hmm Um, that and water. So while they're all doing that stuff, uh, Hunting Son is out trying to teach the wife to cook not to cook, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was a freudian and slipper something. Wow.
0: That's really that
1: was a... <laughs> the patriarchy is for real. <laughs> oh Um, no no, she's not cooking Um, he's trying to teach her how to hunt for mountain lions in case one ever comes to the property so she practices target practice and then he takes the husband on this hunting adventure to get an elk because an elk can feed them for a long time and so he sends this guy out and he's like okay this is a perfect shot and then He's like, you just have to crawl across <laughs> the land for, like, so long. <laughs> there's this video of this poor guy, like, crawling across- Like, through
0: the-, the brush.
1: Oh, yeah. And then they come back, and they're like, we didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> but the son's like, anyone could have missed it. Yeah, it happens. Like, he could have maybe helped while he was there, but that's fine. No. He wasn't going to eat it, so he wasn't going to shoot it. I guess that's where he's at. But he's a super, like, girl who can only do one. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: speaking of the patriarchy, Misty's out there building fucking greenhouses Mm -hmm. and wrangling goats and doing carpentry. Oh, yeah. And she just, like, knows all the shit. And she's the one who came up with the idea for the greenhouse in the first Mm -hmm. place. And then the the dad, even though he acts like... The expert on the show, in this episode, his only job was to procure an excavator from the neighbors down the road, who just, like, happened
1: to have one? That and the water tank.
0: Oh, that's right. He did get them a water tank. Yeah. And he dug them a big hole. (laughs) With his excavator. (laughs) With his excavator.
1: (laughs) And he delivered the line, size matters when it comes to water.
0: (laughs) I don't even know what that means. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> no. Man, I should have saved the
1: shirtless pick for that line. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. No. <laughs> no. No, thank you. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much, like, what happens, and then they have homesteading feelings. Yes, because they essentially have been,
0: like, on the verge of death. And they've been scared and alone, and because they sold all of their earthly possessions, they have no money and nowhere else to go, so they're, like, sunk in this project. Yeah. And then they've had all these feelings of, like, inadequacy, because they can't actually survive on their busted-ass homestead. Right. But now the Rainies are here and have given them a sense of hope that they can live.
1: Yeah. And then on the check-in, the guy's like, I still have been gone hunting again. Might do it someday. Might not. (laughs) Maybe not. And also, there's still this mountain lion.
0: Yeah. Don't know what to do about that. But they grew strawberries, so... They did grow strawberries, which, like, good job. Yep. Proud of you.
1: So... I almost forgot that I'd written this down, but I'm really glad I did. Um, (laughs) I have a pitch on how to make Homestead Rescue a better show. Oh, I'm listening. You ready? Yeah. Okay, what if Homestead Rescue, but Tarek El Moussa? (laughs) That's the show I want. (laughs) I want him to be in Montana being like, well what I think what we really need here is some uh end finishes and he's got his like fucking flip-flops. That's what I want. You know if you knock down that wall, you might get some more money on your on your property. I've been looking at some comps, some other homesteads. <laughs> it's like love it or list it, but homesteads. But specifically, so I want Tarek there. <laughs> yeah, torque, torque, torque. I just that... think it would be a good product. I agree. I think,
0: I think your good. greenhouse would be a lot more productive. We <laughs> <laughs> invested in this high-end tile.
1: <laughs> See, it's funny. <laughs>
0: These mountain lions don't stand a chance against the <laughs>
1: floor-to-ceiling windows in the living room. I match the tile in the goat pen to the tile in the kitchen and in the greenhouse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Buyers are going to be jealous of the high-end finishes in the goat pen.
1: <laughs> I also still want the element where he's somehow buying the homesteads blind, and then you see yes. the video of him wandering around them. Like peeking he's in already the When purchased it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: That'd acting surprised as if it's not, like, the 20th time he's bought a right. house that has been a shit show. Right. Yep. See, I think there would be an element of it that could be interesting if it was, like, not a rescue format show, but more like maybe a like prepper show. I'm like, I'm thinking like House Hunters International, but homesteading. So it's like sure people who have just decided that they're going to buy a homestead. But you get you ha- you have someone maybe like Property Brothers, but homesteading. They have a guide,
1: a spirit guide. So someone to help them.
0: someone takes them to buy the homestead, and yeah. they compare a few. And then Mm -hmm. they buy the homestead, and then someone walks them through starting up the homestead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I I think that would be interesting. I suspect that homesteaders are a type that they don't (laughs) necessarily... want to participate in the culture in that way. Well, although you say that, and yet they're on this Discovery Channel show. Okay, but this is because they can't get their homestead to work and they need help now. (laughs) That's fair. Um,
0: On that note, there are several articles about a conspiracy theory based on a lawsuit that the show is fake. Oh? Oh. Um, and really, the claims – I hate to say this about a reality show, because I love a reality show conspiracy, but I have to say they're, like, not really substantiated. Mm, okay. okay. Um, they basically – the couple was mad at how they were portrayed, because they felt like they were portrayed as being failures. hmm Which is – that, to me, is, like, every time you get a Property Brothers couple who – um, is like upset that they can't afford the first house they're shown. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, have you seen? Do you know right. the premise of the show? Right. Like, um, so anyway, they were mad that they were portrayed as having a bad homestead. So they said that they were approached by a production company that said that they were looking for successful homesteads. Mm, sure. And that this couple has a very successful farm. As part of their homestead, which was not shown as part of the episode. And that's, like, I've read, like, three articles about this, and that's the full extent of the claims that the couple made. Hmm. So, and, I mean, this is an episode that we obviously have not seen, so who knows. Um, but I gotta say, as far as, like, this reality show is fake claims,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not that impressive. No. No.
1: I could see them purposefully leaving out things that were doing well for dramatic effect.
0: Yeah, but it's, again, like any other Home Improvement show, where the point is to just pick out a couple of pet projects. And, like, every... I feel like everyone is supposed to be in on it at the time of being cast. Yeah. Like, if you're not in on it... Because the other thing about this type of show is that the producers heavily feed you mm-hmm like the producers come into every episode with an agenda yeah and so if you are working with production on your property and you don't see like
1: that seems like a personal problem yeah yeah mm-hmm. it seems
0: like we need to ask ourselves some questions about like self-awareness <laughs> perhaps. perhaps perhaps yikes Also, why are you signing up for a show that has rescue in the name? If you don't want to be rescued.
1: Right. It's not like homestead (laughs) show-off.
0: Cribs Homestead Edition.
1: (laughs) Amazing homesteads with
0: Grand Homestead designs. Yeah. I am a total gumball, but I was listening to some podcast, maybe A TV and they were talking about the upcoming fall TV lineup and how it's going to be so fucked up because of covid. Mhm. And they were saying that some network was either currently airing or floating the idea of doing a series of celebrity home tours but just mm-hmm. like on iPhones. And I was mm-hmm. like, y'all, that's cribs. Like, <laughs> <We> yep. <laughs>
1: We've been there. We've been there. Like, hello. <laughs> MTV owns that IP. <laughs>
0: no kidding. Like, am I the only person who lived through 2004?
1: No, we've all watched Cribs.
0: <laughs> it was just so funny the way it was like approached, as if it was
1: like this generic idea. Right. It's like no, it's just Cribs Meryl Streep edition. Like it's <laughs> it's, it's Cribs, but
0: nowadays,
1: yeah. It's Cribs, but somehow even cheaper to produce. Mm-hmm.
0: Unclear how that Self-produced. <laughs> Yikes. Um, So, getting at what I teased earlier, mm-hmm. the thing I hated most about this show is that it is of a special brand of reality show where, from the pilot, it is just going to pretend that it is a famous reality show with a famous host... That has already been airing for 10 seasons, so you already know its premise, you already are invested in the formula, and that you trust the hosts implicitly. Okay. And therefore, it does zero work. It just, like, shows up with Marty Rainey and his fucking hand in your camera face. (laughs) (laughs) And then they, like, they roll up onto the homestead Like, in the middle of a conversation about what they're going to see on the homestead. And they, like, go and say hi to the couple, and then they're just already walking around talking about how the homestead needs water and shit. It's Mm -hmm. not like we spend time talking
1: about if these people have credentials. All right, first of all, he said, if you want my resume, I'll show you my resume. (laughs) So, (laughs) He made it clear his stance on credentials.
0: <laughs> well, because in, like, when these shows were newer and you would have, like, the first couple of episodes with a host like this, you would get, like, flashbacks to their restaurant or, like, their time on the competition circuit of whatever the fuck they're good at. And, like, you get, like, pictures of their career-worthy shit. Can I, like, raise you Kevin McLeod though? See, Kevin MacLeod, I think, might be different, because I think he was famous somewhere before Grand Designs. I just don't know enough about the architecture scene in the UK to tell you much about that.
1: Okay. But what about the homesteading scene in Alaska? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so the only thing
0: I found that maybe counters that is it looks like Marty Rainey had a show on on Nat Geo Mm. that was about...
1: Alaska? Hold on. I had it up somewhere here. <sighs> like, the projects don't come in and say, like, these are our credentials as the projects They basically no, but say, Brojects- if you want a resume, look at my <laughs> resume. is different, because Brojects, the whole point... They're not helping other people, That's Right, fair. it's,
0: these two fuckos have a camp, let's see what they do to it mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. the course of ten episodes. Like, we gave them a hundred bucks an episode, um, maybe they'll build a deck
1: cottage life and or netflix if you're out there please god send us projects i
0: have never needed projects more than i do in this moment
1: i miss it so i miss
0: it every goddamn day i sent my husband on like a wild goose chase across the entirety of the internet and there is no projects i cannot access it legally i cannot access it illegally yeah like
1: where did Projects go? I tried go? to VPN it. It's impossible. Where did Projects go? I don't know. I need it back. <laughs> if you're out there.
0: If you're out there, please, <laughs> if you're out there, give us Projects. That's all I ask. Please. I ask yes. for so little in this life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you want, like, a pilot to the pilot. It, like, it doesn't
0: even need to be intense. I just don't want to, like, this is like a a D-level reality show. Like, this is on mm-hmm. the Discovery Channel. Yeah. Like, and, but they, like, try to front, like, we are a show that has ratings and that has been on the air that people care about, so we're just going to come in and we're going to be, like, loud and overconfident, and we're just going to pretend that you're already invested in the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're going to rush through a bunch of plot. We're going to rush through... Building this fucking greenhouse. And then we're going to do this really quick tour of the homestead, which has no payoff because at no point did we ever try to sell you on the idea of the show. We just assumed, hell, you're stuck in a hotel room somewhere, so you're going to watch the fucking Discovery Channel and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: Is it that the format is so prevalent by now that you don't need that?
0: Yes, that's exactly the issue. And that's the thing I hate about it. Because it is like... It's like there's a network exec sitting to the side of my television screen, just staring me in the face, being like, what are you going to do about it? Just not fucking watch it? What? (laughs) You think you're just going to turn off the TV and not watch this shit? (laughs) (laughs)
1: See, now on the flip side, just to play devil's advocate, Mm. I was watching Restaurants on the Edge, which is a Cottage-like network production. Okay. Similar premise- but it's, like, mixed in with a travel show, so they're taking a restaurant that needs help, rescuing it, and also you get, like, travel sequences about, like, they go to a local restaurant and they go to a artisan and bring their work into the restaurant, whatever. Like the
0: Airbnb shows, but, like, yep, restaurant. Yep,
1: yeah, okay. yep. So they spend so much time reiterating over and over again the premise of the show – And their qualifications that are, like, I don't even know if they're real or not, that it gets I don't want that either.
0: There's absolutely
1: a fine balance.
0: And I couldn't tell you which ones, but I know some shows have done it. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, I am just tired of networks choosing some figureheads, like the Rainey family, who's like, these guys have markers of a certain demographic – And we're just going to put them on your screen and tell you that they are famous and important. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to watch hours of television about them because. Yeah. Like, it just feels lazy. Yeah. And it feels like, like, so my, this is where my statement earlier about why I struggle with watching content in general. It Mm -hmm. feels like so much content exists just for the sake of content right? Like, part of what drove me to cancel my cable package was because I was... She drove me here! (laughs) Kelsey's, like, straight
1: vibing tonight, and I am here for it. (laughs) It's really this video chat. It's adding another level. (laughs) The signs have been lit. Um... (laughs) It was, like,
0: part of it was that I was, like, broke, right? So I had to choose between internet or cable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then, like, some years down the line, I had access to cable again and still made the choice to cancel cable. And it was because I would, like, find myself scrolling through the channels, and it would just be, like, hundreds and hundreds of channels of just, like, shit like this. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, nothing in particular. It's following a formula, but, like, for no particular reason. And... There's, like, there's nothing compelling here. Like, I'm not compelled by the hosts. I'm not compelled by the couple that was featured. I I could be compelled by the premise, but the show has done nothing to reach out to mm-hmm. me as a viewer and pull me in. Mm-hmm. The show has very much said, like, here I am. Who gives a fuck? You're watching it anyway. I already sold the ads. I got mine. <laughs> Who gives a shit about you? <laughs>
1: That, that is true of a lot of TV. Right? And that's my issue. <laughs> is that like well, so- unfortunately, that's not even a cable-only problem anymore. No, no, that's fair. It's very much a Netflix problem. <laughs> hmm In yes. a big way. Possibly an Apple TV Plus problem. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, probably an everything problem at this point, because, yeah. like, welcome mm-hmm. to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. There's, like, so much TV that... The execs really don't
1: have to give a fuck about you as a viewer. You know who I thought really gave a fuck about me as a viewer, though? Hmm. Stars? Was it Stars? <laughs> I think it was Stars. The other night, like a few weeks ago, whenever, you know when this was, I was flipping through channels, and it was like 1130 at night, and Mama Mia was just beginning, and I was like, you you give a shit about me in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no.
0: gives a shit about all of us that's what I'll say <laughs> yes <laughs> See, if ever there was content that put itself out there and said I already got mine yeah take it or leave it it was Mamma Mia except mm-hmm. it was more like I already got mine now here's yours yeah you know yeah like Mamma Mia wants you to be happy it does but on its own terms yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that.
0: I love it. That is a good vibe. <laughs> um, this show is not a good vibe. The last thing that I'll offer about this show that I think is revealing mm-hmm. is the Google searches that come up when you Google for this mm. show, which is Homestead Rescue Ooh. Cast, Homestead Rescue Episodes, Homestead Rescue Season 6, Homestead Rescue God, Faith. this is so boring. Homestead Rescue Season 7, Wiki, and Homestead Rescue Lawsuit. That's so boring. (laughs) Like, all the internet has bothered to wonder about in terms of this show is, Mm -hmm. who's in this show? Are they fake? They've been sued. That's it. Ain't that the life cycle of a D-list reality TV show?
1: I also feel like Discovery is not necessarily for the most online. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) that's probably fair. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I didn't watch Discovery Channel proper much back in the day. Although, there was one show that was on Discovery probably in, like, 2001 or 2002. Um, It was, like, real old school. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a it was theorizing what different animals might evolve into in the next several million years. And so each that is old school episode <laughs> pondered I can't remember if it went by like biome or by like animal species or like how it exactly it operated. But there mm. were all of these janky ass CGI animations oh, of these animals that they were like I don't know, maybe some shit evolved into this in a couple million years. <laughs> wow. There's one that's like the that it I remember it because it was in like all of the um all of the commercials, but it was like this giant, like I think it was supposed to be like a spider. But mm-hmm. it was just this very large thing with a lot of legs that so just like crunches through the woods. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know that I'd look at that and say that they weren't just throwing content out there and saying, like, you deal with this. For (laughs) sure. For sure. But I did watch a lot of History Channel
0: back Mm. in the day, which is a Discovery Channel. Yep. Whatever. Property, yeah. Yeah. And uh, a show that slaps on the History Channel was a similar genre of show called Life After People. Oh, sure. Where they speculate what happens to all of human civilization yeah. after human beings go away. hmm Also involves a lot of janky-ass CGI. I, it would have to. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, wow. much like we tour the failing homesteads of Homestead Rescue, this has been my tour of Discovery
1: Channel content through the years. I love that. Um, you know what other tour we have to go on before we can get off this ride? Um, Kirstie and Kelsey's quarantine quarter. We forgot to do one. I know. Um, and we're gonna have to maybe do two, so. God help (laughs) us. Dear God. Um, what have I been watching? Mm -hmm. Uh, all right. We're watching What We Do in the Shadows. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we're caught up. Went by too quickly. It's fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not my favorite, but it's not bad if you're desperate. And that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty desperate for content.
0: hmm Um, I, I, this is kind of old news. We've had to take a break from it. Um, but I tried to get my kid into Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Mostly because, so when she has screen time during the day, we watch a lot of Blue's Clues. Although we've kind of taken a break from screen time in part because she's mad at Blue's Clues right now and <laughs> only wants to watch the Cocomelon version of Wheels on the Bus. Mm. Which is like... F- still, huh? But f- Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we we had a long Dave and Ava phase and then she was over Dave and Ava. And then we took yeah. like a very long break from YouTube and yeah. then, uh, during quarantine, we've been into Blue's Clues, but now suddenly it's like wheels only. Mm. Like anytime you try to put on music, it becomes Wheels on the Bus. Anytime yeah. you open the computer, it becomes Wheels on the Bus, and it has <laughs> to be the Cocoa Melon Wheels on the Bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one we listened to in your car, right? No. Oh no, we were not on Cocoa Melon yet. There's been so many iterations. <laughs> there, and that, I think, was a Spotify one. And all of the ones on Spotify are Oh, yeah, bad, that one was haunted. Except yeah. Coco Melon is on Spotify, which mm. is good for her and bad for me. Because now mm. every time I put on music on Spotify, she asks for wheels. And she has also figured out that music comes from the speakers. And so she'll just, like, <laughs> walk up to the speakers and say, wheel? Wheel? <laughs> <laughs> With, like, an increasing sense of urgency until I put on the coconut. Like, She's, like, two the-
1: words away from getting Google to play her wheels on the bus. She's <laughs> fucking close. And she knows I talk to Google. The
0: good news, bad news on that note is that when you ask Google... Oh, shit, there's a Google in here and it's going to do it. When you ask... <laughs> The device to play Wheels on the Bus. Mm -hmm. It plays a weird haunted version, and Mm. I cannot make it play the Cocomelon version. I've tried a lot of different voice commands, and none of them do the Cocomelon version.
1: Oh.
0: Well. (laughs) Anyway, this is all just to say that (laughs) she didn't like Disney movies. (laughs) Yes. In part because we have been so stringent with screen time. Mm That she just, like, isn't really trained to watch stuff. Yep. I'll fix that. Don't worry. She's also, like, young. (laughs) But I know of other children her age whose parents in quarantine have just been putting on Frozen and getting a morning's worth of work done. And that's all I'm trying to do. Yep. Anyway. That's my quarantine corner
1: update. (laughs) Your child needs to watch some goddamn movies.
0: My child needs that's to watch some fucking movies so that I can get through one goddamn conference call without yep. having to, like, troubleshoot the computer. hmm I mean, that's the problem is, like, if I can get the episodes on a good roll, it's fine. But, like, when it's only 15-minute episodes, sometimes mm-hmm. shit happens, and then I have to, like, jump in there. You do. I just want her to, like, go sit for an hour. <laughs> And, you know, if she was into Disney movies, then there would also be, like, there would be this whole other universe of content, so there would be, like, music at bath time. Mm -hmm. Or, like, whatever.
1: An ecosystem. There's an
0: ecosystem that she could be involved in, and it would mostly be annoying, but at least it wouldn't just be the cocomelon wheels on the bus all the goddamn time. (laughs) This week, she rioted against the video that I've been using for two months now to brush her teeth and decided that she will only brush her teeth to the melon wheels (laughs) on the bus.
1: I feel like this is all those horror movies where, like, the robots are learning. Yeah. (laughs) Except it's your child. Yeah. They're outsmarting us. They are. Well, and
0: there's probably some AI out there that's been able to study, like, the effectiveness of various children's content so that Mm -hmm. it can create, like, a super weapon it did. It's called Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> she does not like Baby Shark that much. Wow. She likes Baby Shark like once. Yep. Because she likes the hand motions. She likes to run mm-hmm. away. Yep. And then it's Weo. <laughs> wow. It's yeah. quite nutty, if you ask me. <laughs> That's nutty. You know, I was reading a study once that uh, if you sing to children when they are like infants, they uh, remember those songs later. Like,
1: so it, you did this. it,
0: like, sticks in there. And yeah. I was reflecting the other day that when she was little and I was on maternity leave, I did sing a lot of Wheels on the Bus because mm-hmm. it was the only song where I could think of enough verses to mm-hmm. kill time. Hmm. So there's now, now we have some latent wheels Wheels on the Bus issues.
1: If you had sang Disney songs.
0: <laughs> I just didn't indoctrinate her early enough. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyway, my quarantine corner will always be that I am working from home with a child. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that's it for this episode, I think. Right? (laughs) Yeah, that's good. (laughs) That'll do it. Um, If you would like to tell us about your quarantine corner updates, or if you want to talk to us about pretty much anything at all... (laughs) except for anything weird we're pretty um, flexible these days <laughs> yeah you can tweet to us at hey watch with us you can email us at hatewatchwithus with us at gmail.com you can visit our website at hatewatchwithus.com or you can leave us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you're listening i don't know if they do reviews there <laughs> i know at least one other platform that does reviews oh well there we go there you go try it out
0: uh, we're also members of the, i got to close this window because this dude's, like, pelvic <laughs> bones torso. are sticking out of his fucking jeans. It's like his penis no. is about to just leap out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wow, that's a deep B. We are also members <laughs> of... The Thought Bubble Audio Network, mm-hmm. um, they have shows that don't talk about the uh, shirtlessness of old men from Alaska. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly from Alaska. <laughs> and you can find their shows at Thought Bubble FM on Twitter, ThoughtBubbleAudio.com, Audio thoughtbubbleaudio at gmail.com if you just want to, like, write them essays about how great our show is. Mm-hmm. And they are also on Patreon. Search they for Apple Audio.
1: <laughs> Good job. Good job. All right. And that's it. Yeah. We'll see you next week or next time. <laughs> or eventually. Who knows? <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye.